The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Right now, do we have Nate with us? Yes, we do. Hey, yeah. Nate, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, your tweet over the weekend said, lower the voting age to 16. And it said it over and over, just kind of scroll down, lower the voting age <laughs> to 16. And I got to tell you, I, I don't like the idea, but that's the reason I wanted to have you on to talk about this. Why do you think that's a good sure. idea? So, I mean, one thing that we've seen in this generation, a generation which is new, which is well, much more well-informed, is that we are doing what adults aren't. And I want to give you one example of a place where 16-year-olds are allowed to vote, and it has been proven to, uh, to be successful. Here in Tacoma Park, Montgomery County, Maryland, which is another place uh, in Montgomery County, 16- and 17-year-olds uh, are allowed to vote, and it is the first city in the U.S. which, is, which has lowered the voting age. And the residents and the community, and especially this county, are proud of the youth in Tacoma Park, uh, especially because the youth in, the, in that city are much more well-informed. They're able to make just decisions and know about their policymakers, uh, and one example of statistics that have shown that Tacoma Park, uh, which has 16 and 17 year olds voting, has been successful is in 2014, for example. Nearly 20 percent of that age group voted, while just 8.5 percent uh, of 18 year olds and up have turned out. And that just shows that the youth throughout this up and coming generation are much more informed and want to get out to vote. And you know, it also shows that there's a trend that when you create habits when you're younger, you tend to follow those habits when you're older. And um, I, I want to make sure that this county uh, shows or is at least an example to other counties, to other cities, that, yes, we can have much more educated uh, young people in our society. That, yes, if we do have civics classes and government classes and reach out to the youth and meet with them and talk to them through town halls, that we can get them engaged in the political participation, uh, especially for the long term, which is much more important. Well, I like the idea of uh, kids being more engaged. I think that's important. You're right. Um, I I don't like the age of being lowered to 16. Um, I scrolled through your Twitter posts and you seem probably uh, pretty ideologically different than than those of us on the broadcast. But I really appreciate (laughs) you coming on because uh, you've done something that very few people much older than you are willing to come on in that and, and just discuss your ideas and values. So I applaud you for that. If 16 sure, is you. good, wouldn't 14 be better? So the thing is with 16 is that it also aligns with the age of driving, the age of consent in 33 states. Um, I mean, I know it could seem arbitrary, but 16 is the age where we could get a less part, less restricted part-time job and to start pay taxes. Yeah, but all of those really things, all of those world. things were were just set by by rule of law anyways. So, why don't we just go ahead and say 14 for everything? Because people can drive in 14 in some states, for example. So, it is arbitrary if if the rule or the idea that you have that people are more engaged and they'll vote and at 16 you have good ideas that need to be heard, why not 14? Because 16 is the age where there's much more political participation. And we see this through rallies and events. And especially after the tragic shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, we've seen what the youth can do. And that is primarily groups of 16-year-olds and 17-year-olds and 18-year-olds. And especially in this November where people will say that, you know, 18-year-olds don't turn out to vote. 
I'm more than positive that we will have higher voter turnout amongst the youth. Yeah, yeah, but you're, you're, still, you're still going 16 is just an arbitrary number. Why, why not? Why not 14? If, if, well, if you why have not? ideas at 16, why not 14? Why not 10? You don't think 10 year olds well, want certain things in the world to be different? We, we want to make sure that the youth are engaged in their pro- in political participation. And well, that would do it if un- you're 10 I mean, and you're unrealistic. going down to vote. That would certainly do it. And, but the thing is with 16-year-olds is that you know, they have much more easy, uh, they have easier access to the news, easier access to um, their legislators, easier access to get outside of their home and feel the real world. Um, and it, it's, it's, I mean... What do you, what do you mean by easier access? Uh, they're able to get out and um, go to town halls. They're able, I mean, they're, they're just much, I, I know that 14-year-olds can do it as well, but 16 is the much more realistic age. And 14 is just, um, it, it's definitely way too young. Um, we want to make sure that kids way, are... Way are, too young, you know, why? Still, I don't understand way too young, why? Well, I mean, people's minds are, youth or younger people's minds are much more developed as obviously as they get older, and that'll be like the main argument. Uh, against it. I mean, and people will say that teenagers lack maturity and experiment and experience to handle the responsibility. Um, and 16 year olds or and 16 is the age where uh, responsibilities get thrown at them. Uh, just as I said, with the with the right to drive and uh, all other things. And of course, 14 year olds can do it, but that's that's not realistic across the whole country. So, um, so 16 is more mature, is what you're saying? 16 is definitely the age where more responsibilities are thrown at the young people. Uh, where um, they're able to, uh, you know, make more just decisions on their own, where they get, uh, for example, in high school, much stronger and uh, harder classes thrown at them so they have more responsibilities and learn much more. And uh, 16, is the, it, it's just the age of, uh, of young people to politically get engaged, and it will especially make sure that uh, when they are older uh, that they will stay to get engaged as well. Doesn't that also then apply 16 versus 18? It does. And I mean, the thing is with 18 year olds is that we've seen the voter turnout amongst them. And we are working at one of our like one of our groups in Montgomery County, MoCo for Change in the county student government. Uh, we're working on a big project coming up uh, to register potentially hundreds, if not thousands of high school students across all of our 26 high schools. No, I mean, uh, and I mean, I mean the, 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 your argument against 14 being old enough is the same argument anybody else would make about 16 being old enough and saying, keep it at 18. Well, I mean, we've seen, just as I said, we've seen the political participation amongst 16-year-olds, um, and it's way higher than, um, than 14-year-olds and 15-year-olds. And, I mean, th- those aren't, you know, realistic uh, changes that can be made, but 16 is the age where we see all throughout social media, 16 year olds getting engaged, where we see, uh, 16 and 17 year olds getting engaged, uh, at local town halls, at events, hosting and emailing and, uh, calling their local congressman and state senator and well, that's senator. Also, that's participation. Um, which I'll take you and at your word that it is that, thing. that is that much higher. But what about the, uh, life experience and wisdom, knowledge, maturity to make good decisions. That's 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 exactly tying back to 
the argument that I was saying about how more responsibilities are, are given to the younger people. And I mean, like I said, people can continue to say that we lack maturity and they experience the handle the responsibility. But if this generation, a generation that has proven to be more compassionate than adults and even mm-hmm. more. Okay. I got, I got a challenge adults. on that one, Nate. How has it been proven to be more compassionate than adults? And number two, why is compassion the ultimate arbitrator of, of how a person should act? Well, I mean, we definitely want, I mean, it, it definitely isn't, but we want more just leaders uh, in our government, and we want more people which listen to their constituents. And uh, 16-year-olds are, especially, or at least this young age, this new wave uh, of new voters um, getting engaged in the political process search for more leaders which will listen to them, which will make more just decisions based on uh, their communities and not on, uh, not on PACs and organizations uh, that just donate money to their campaigns. And you don't think that's happening right now, even within your community? I mean, you've been um, pretty outspoken, um, uh, kind of aligned with the Parkland survivors, David Hogg and others. Um, were, were you at the march in DC? Uh, yes, okay. on on March twenty fourth. Yeah, so you've been kind of aligned with that for people that don't know you. Um, and we have talked about David Hogg and others, and even that that march as well. Um, but you don't think there's politics involved? You don't think there's PACs involved? You don't think there's special interest groups involved in all of that? And that's what and that's what we see, and and that's. What I'm trying to get at, like, through all of that is that we see more young people getting engaged, which will then in the future change uh, all, all of these, you know, all of the money, which is getting thrown at uh, candidates and thrown at politicians, uh, which then turns them to listen to those organizations and those people instead of their own constituents. What we're doing as the youth is getting more engaged in our politics and um and making sure that we vote in the right people, which just don't listen to PACs and, uh, you know, listen to their constituents instead. And, and one thing that I want to emphasize is that I'm not saying that people should vote blue, and I'm not saying that people should vote that red, but I'd rather see a person get out to vote and vote their conscience than vote for one side or one issue. And that's what young people essentially have to offer. I mean, it's been seen that the adults are clearly failing us. And what we're trying to do is not failing only once how? young people Fail- get them warned. Failing how? Well, we've seen how the adults and, um, or not, not just in specific adults, but the adults in Congress uh, are failing to pass laws trying to, for example, for gun control, pass laws which protect us. Uh, they're failing to pass um, significant regulations and, and all these things which... Uh, should be helping us in our lives, but instead they listen to political organi- uh, political packs and organizations, and it's just really rough because we want to make sure that um, people are much more well-informed, and that's how social media has become such a big and strong tool throughout this era, uh, and we want to make sure that you know they understand what their legislators, their local state senator, county council member, or board of education member is doing for them. Well, I agree Congress has failed many times, many ways, and continue to fail. Um, I'm not so sure I agree with Congress has failed when it comes to protecting kids in school. 
how what what would Congress do to protect kids in school? How should they act? Well, it, it's it's not just in school. I mean, you're you're right about how they've definitely in general. How um, should, what what could they have done? Well, they could well they could definitely have a a different. Um, I, I you know I'm not 100 percent sure about that. Honestly, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. I mean, can you give me some examples? It seems, based on your social media and the fact that you were at that march, there's some specific gun ones. Um, that, that's what I get you're talking about when you say protect. What, what I mean, types of things? For sure. I, what we've been fighting for is common sense things. It'd be like universal background checks, uh, the ban on bump stocks, and, and all these other things. Those big things that we've been fighting for um, protects our communities, tying back to gun control, um, and we've tragically seen another shooting that just happened yesterday Mm -hmm. and the failure to pass laws, which would prevent this, uh, a shooting like that happening. Uh, it's just heartbreaking and it's saddening and it's sickening. And what we're trying to do, uh, is make sure that in, in this year, November 6, 2018, that we get much more young people out to vote. And we understand that it's not 16 year olds or not 17 year olds right now. Uh, because most cities don't have uh, lowered voting ages. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to make sure that we pre-register 16 and 17-year-olds to vote, uh, because that's that's allowed in most states, um, so that we can get them pre-registered to vote, and in 2020, we get them out to vote. Uh, and now that we get 18-year-olds out to vote, and we make sure that this generation is much more informed uh, on what their local leaders are doing for them. Nate, have you ever fired a gun? No. Gun range, any gun class, anything like that? Well, I do have three family members which own weapons. That own weapons, you said? Yes. Okay. Um, do you realize most of the the things that have been advocated by that march, by David Hogg and others, um, universal background checks and all these ways, wouldn't actually prevent these tragedies like what happened in Jacksonville or Parkland? Um, in most cases, people were breaking the law already, just being in possession of a gun. Many times they were stolen. They were uh, possessing an illegal weapon. How would how would that change if you pass more laws? I mean, you have to start somewhere. And if we continue to let the, the blood money of the NRA get to the politicians, then nothing will hold be on, done. Hold on. I got, I, got to stop will... you. I got to stop you with the blood money of the NRA. You guys really have to stop that. This, this nonsense of tacking the NRA, I'm not an NRA member. I've never given money to the NRA, but you guys got to stop that. The NRA is made up of people just like a, a union or any special interest group. If you belong to the ACLU or some other group, it's made up of people who are trying to have their Second Amendment uh, rights defended. Um, it's really frustrating, and, and I'm just telling you so you know it's really insulting to people who belong to the nra you're not going to win any hearts and minds by calling it blood money these people are not doing it for that reason what we have to do with that is we have to we have to strip the myth that the nra is is pushing out that we want to that the young people or that this generation wants to take away the second amendment uh but what we want to do is just make sure that our communities are safer do you support the first amendment Yes, and the Second Amendment. And the Second Amendment. There are people that believe you're not because you're putting restrictions on that. Would it be okay if I said, Nate, you can absolutely speak and print whatever you want in a newspaper. You can do any of those things as long as 
you know, there's like some sort of background check before you do. I mean, it's. You see, you see, you see what I'm saying. That's the argument for the Second Amendment. Well, yeah, you got to get a background check, universal background check. What's that? No, I see what you're saying about that. Yeah, and that's. I just want you to understand the perspective of people who support the Second Amendment like that. Um, People are 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 not uh, um, insensitive. They're certainly empathetical to people. They're sympathetic to what happens when situations like in Jacksonville or Parkland, um, people that you know, passionately support the Second Amendment in the NRA, they want good things to happen as well. They're just not so sure that the ideas that have been presented will actually solve the problems. But Nate, I really appreciate you joining us today. Hopefully you uh, had a decent time here and you'll come back and talk to us again in the future. Thanks for having me. All right. It's Nate Tinbite. You can follow him on Twitter. It's Nate uh, at NateTinbite.com. It's T-I-N-B-I-T-E. And we'll tweet out a link to it. Um, he's the president of Montgomery County Student Government. And I really appreciate him coming no, I, and I'm And like I told him over the phone yesterday, so I, got, I was able to talk to him before the interview. I said, we'll be respectful, but we'll you will be challenged. Yeah, and that's fine. Um, Nate's, Nate's really bright. Yes. Really sharp. A lot of people like him better than the David Hawk kid. Without question, I like him 10 times better than the Hawk Kid. He's actually fairly sharp on this stuff. Hi there, it's Doc Thompson. Thanks for listening to The Morning Blaze. When you have some time, there's another show that I think you should check out. It's the Glenn Beck Program. I think you're really going to like it. Look for it now wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.